Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's just me today. Another normal episode will be coming this week, but I wanted to use our platform to spread awareness about some important things that are going on right now. I figured everyone who listens to our podcast would probably care about these cases if you haven't already heard about them. So I'll be talking about two different situations today. The first will be about the disappearance of Carly Thea Russell, or Carly for short. The second will be about a baby named Chanel who needs everyone's help. So we are going to start with Carly. On Thursday, July 13th, around 9.34 p.m. Central Time, Carly called 911 to report a toddler walking on the side of I-459 South in Alabama. She told dispatch that she was near mile marker 11 and she estimated the child's age to be around 3 or 4. After she called, she pulled over to check on the child. While pulling over, she called a family member. I believe it was her sister-in-law. This phone call was placed around 9.36 p.m., so about two minutes after the 911 call was placed. The family member said they heard Carly ask the child if they were okay, but they didn't hear the child respond back. That doesn't mean the child didn't respond back, it just means that the family member didn't hear it, if they did. Then they heard Carly scream before losing contact with her. Carly's phone remained on the line, but all they heard was background noise from the interstate. Police had been en route since the 911 call, arriving about three minutes later after it was placed. They found Carly's vehicle with the door open and engine running. Her phone, wig, and hat were on the ground, and her purse containing her Apple Watch and AirPods was still in her vehicle. Carly's mom, Talitha, said that a tip was called in from a trucker passing by around the time this occurred. The tip said that he saw Carly's red car with the door open and a gray car with a tall, brown-skinned man with khaki shorts on leaning over it or leaning into it. Carly is described as a black woman, 5 feet 4 inches tall, weighing 150 to 160 pounds, Her mom also mentioned that she wouldn't have her wig on since it was found on the ground amid her other belongings, so her hair would be braided down to her scalp. She was wearing a black Nike shirt, black pants, and white shoes. She also has a tattoo on the back of her shoulder that says, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of of day. Carly has a bachelor's degree in psychology and is currently attending nursing school. 
Her family is also wondering why there hasn't been an Ashanti alert put out for Carly. Ashanti alerts became law in 2018, named after Ashanti Billings, who was abducted and killed in 2017. They're supposed to be used for urgent cases of adults that are too old for Amber Alerts and too young for Silver Alerts, but it's not clear why they haven't put one out for her. Law enforcement has said that it's up to Alabama law enforcement agency whether or not they want to put one out for her. There's currently a $25,000 reward for anyone who has information leading to her whereabouts, and they said if you do have any information, you can contact Detective Brad Fountain at 205-444-7562. Sergeant Drew Mims at 205-739-7274 or Crime Stoppers of Metro Alabama at 205-254-7777. And that's all the information that has been put out about her case so far, but it's terrifying. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have already seen it, but I just wanted to, you know, put it out there in case anyone hasn't seen it. The next case I wanted to talk about is the case of baby Chanel and her family. Chanel has been effectively taken from her family since her father, Eric Rustad, killed her mother, Kristen Ballett Huntington. I'll explain how this happened after I tell you about the murder. The only reason I think it's important to cover the murder is because it showcases how Kristen and her family have been failed by the people who are supposed to help them repeatedly. And it shows you the type of person that Chanel's father is, which is important for the decisions that he goes on to make regarding baby Chanel. On January 10th, 2020, Kristen's friend contacted police to tell them that they had not seen Kristen since the 8th. Police went to her apartment and were greeted by her boyfriend, Eric. Eric allowed police to search the apartment where they obviously were unable to locate Kristen. The next day, Eric walked into the police department after cutting his wrists, saying, I know I did it. They took Eric to the hospital and then searched their apartment again, but said they didn't find anything. On January 12th, police got a tip from the landlord or the building owner that there was a vacant apartment in the building. It was located across the hall from Kristen and Eric's apartment, so police went over to check it out. In there, they unfortunately found Kristen's body wrapped in a blanket. Kristen had died due to blunt force trauma to her head. She had two fatal injuries to the back of her head and a laceration to the front of her head. The assault was described as brutal. This is not the first time Eric has assaulted Kristen either. He was arrested in May 2019 for fourth-degree assault and criminal mischief against Kristen, to which he took a plea deal on December 19, 2019. Less than a month after taking the plea deal on January 4, 2020, police were called to their apartment for a report of a disturbance. Police talked to both Kristen and Eric. Kristen admitted to officers that she bit Eric in self-defense because he was throwing her around by her hair. According to police, they didn't see any injuries on Kristen, so they arrested her for biting Eric. Considering Eric's previous charges, it's wild to me that they arrested Kristen. She explained to officers that she bit him because he was assaulting her, and if they had access to his record, it seems he has a pattern of domestic violence, so I'm not sure what happened there, but when officers were asked why they arrested Kristen instead of Eric and why they believed Eric over Kristen. They said, officers go with the information they have at the time. They don't look at the criminal history. The criminal history goes to sentencing considerations later on. It was only six days after arresting Kristen that her friend would report her missing, saying she hadn't seen her since the 8th. Eric was ultimately sentenced to 50 years in jail for the murder of Kristen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, that brings us to baby Chanel. Her and her mother, Kristen, are members of the native village of Selawick, but Chanel has been placed in the care of two white parents, which should be illegal due to the Indian Child Welfare Act, or ICWA for short. ICWA was enacted to combat the disproportionately high rates of indigenous children being forcefully removed from their parents and adopted out to non-native families. ICWA sets federal guidelines concerning child custody proceedings. In short, Native children are supposed to be placed with relatives whenever possible, and tribal governments are supposed to have jurisdiction over their members. I want to preface the rest of this with, I am not Indigenous, I'm white, so I'm obviously not the best person to be speaking on this. I'm simply amplifying the voices of people that I have seen talk about this. There are much better people to, if you want to hear their opinions on everything that's going on, to listen to them because they are Indigenous. They have a much better perspective. I just wanted to help amplify the story and get it out there as much as possible. So I'm going to continue on. I just wanted to preface all of this with that. So obviously, Chanel's grandparents have already lost their daughter. They should not have to lose their granddaughter because the man who killed their daughter wants to exert more control and abuse over Kristen's family. Chanel should be raised in her home with her tribe, learning her culture and traditions. I don't think that her best interest is really considered by her father and the people who are allowing this to happen. And if you're wondering how this did happen, this is the best breakdown that I have been able to get to understand how this all took place. I got all of this from Anupiak Potato. I mentioned her because I did mention this petition um, at the end of an episode a few episodes back, and I mentioned her in that episode. But her TikTok name is Anupiak Potato, and she does a really good job of breaking this all down. She has a whole playlist about what has happened with Chanel. So if you're not sure how to spell that and you do want to find her TikTok account, it's I-N-U-P-I-A-Q-P-O-T-A-T-O. So like I said, I got most of this information from her and she's a really good resource if you are, you know, want to do a deeper dive on the case. So it seems this happened because Alaska Child Protective Services refused to remove the parental rights of Eric despite his conviction and incarceration. Eric then issued power of attorney to a white couple, even though Chanel's maternal grandparents want to care for her. Apparently, Alaska Child Protective Services said that this was a tribal matter that they couldn't interfere in, but per Anupiak Potato, that doesn't seem correct because Chanel's father isn't technically a tribal member, so 
Child Protective Services should have been able to remove his parental rights. Since Chanel was never in state custody, no ICWA case could be open, which would have protected Chanel from being placed in the care of people who aren't part of her tribe. The native village of Selawik issued a tribal order that Chanel be returned to her maternal grandparents, and Chanel's foster parents filed a habeas corpus petition claiming they were refused due process by the tribal court. It's not clear why Chanel was not given to her maternal grandparents to begin with, but her paternal grandparents declined to care for Chanel, so she was put under the care of the foster parents, like I said. Chanel's maternal side of the family filed a writ of assistance in order to pick her up, but that was denied by Judge Earl A. Peterson of Fairbanks Superior Court. Nikki Richmond, the foster mom for Chanel, who claims that she's not being given due process by the tribal court, has claimed to be Native American. She has claimed this multiple different times. At one point, she claimed it in a GoFundMe that she had set up. I'm pretty sure she has claimed it in court as well. But genealogy reports from court show that Nikki is entirely European. Furthermore, both of her foster parents have posted some pretty racist posts on Facebook concerning Chanel. You can see many of the posts at bringchanelhome.com and you can find the petition to sign there like I said earlier. I'll review some of the posts right now though because it's really heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking that a child is being kept from her maternal grandparents after they lost their daughter. She's being kept from her brother because she does have a brother and since she's in a foster home and not with her maternal grandparents, her brother can't see her. She's being kept from, you know, her culture, from the her whole family, all because her father, who killed her mom, wants to keep control of her. So I just wanted to highlight a few of the posts. In many posts, they call her the little native baby, and they rarely refer to her by her name. They joke about making her perform labor for them, saying things like, we are prepping her for clearing land and stacking firewood soon. When they aren't calling her little native baby, they refer to her as little native baby Mowgli, referring to Mowgli from the Jungle Book, who is a feral orphan who gets raised by wolves. They also use harmful stereotypes about indigenous people when making comments on Facebook. Many different stereotypes. One of the things that it seems they like to suggest is that the majority of indigenous people are addicts and alcoholics. Joseph Jerko, her foster dad, was responding to a comment on Nikki's page when Nikki asked, where's all them assholes now that spammed my Facebook back in December? I'm assuming by assholes, she's talking about the people who are concerned about Chanel. And her boyfriend, Joseph, responded saying, picking berries for the board game, hoping to gain enough cash to fly to the city they hate so much so that they can buy alcohol and oxy somethings, lol. Which if you've listened to our podcast before, you know that I really hate when people use addiction as some sort of insult. A, it's a disease, but B, it's a super harmful stereotype when you're talking about indigenous people to suggest that they're all addicts and alcoholics. So I hate that comment for multiple reasons, but that's, you know, just one of many comments that they have made, you know, that are pretty racist, in my opinion. He's also said things like, they should stick to hunting and gathering because the court thing is not their cup of tea, apparently. They've done a lot more egregious things that you can find if you search Bring Chanel Home on social media. A lot of different creators have laid out, you know, have screenshots and receipts of a ton of the things that they've done. 
And I just hope that I hope that she's reunited with her family. This is such a heartbreaking case. It's so unfair. The victims are not being honored. Kristen lost her life to this man and now her child is being kept from her family because of him. The family's asking for help to bring as much attention as possible to the case before tribal court on Monday, like this coming Monday. So like two days from now, like I mentioned earlier, you can find the petition and more information at bringchanelhome.com. I will also link the petition in the description of this episode so you can easily access it. Thank you all so much for listening till the end and for helping to spread awareness about this. I will talk to you really, really soon because another episode will be coming out very soon. I love you all so much. Bye.